Welcome to the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, where we bring you a weekly dose of powerlifting news, tips, and training advice with a touch of 80s rock ballads. This podcast is presented by Team Roar Powerlifting, your source of the most comprehensive coaching and meet day preparation. Here are your hosts, Josh Roar and Laura Sturm. Welcome to the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast. This is episode 53, and I'm one of your hosts, Laura Sturm. And I'm Josh Rohr. Welcome to the episode. We're going to cut right to the chase. Uh, some news going around the powerlifting world. Uh, national team invitations have gone out for the classic raw worlds in Sweden and the bench press worlds in Kazakhstan. Um, I know there's been a lot of question as to whether or not teams are going to be sent, um, et cetera. Um, but those invites did go out from the, uh, the national team coaches. Uh, the crazy part, um, the bench worlds in Kazakhstan, uh, currently there is essentially a travel restriction for us citizens going to Kazakhstan, meaning we can't go right now. Um, and it looks like that's through December 31st, but I don't know if they're going to try to work on some sort of exception. They do have it listed on the, uh, the U S embassy website for Kazakhstan that, um, you know, there's a there's a small list of exceptions that are made, but you still have to have a visa. And I'm not sure powerlifting meet is one of the exceptions, but I don't know if something can be done there or not. So as of right now, uh, that's, the, and that looks like that was just posted on July 14th. So I believe it was like right after the invites went out or right before wow. or something like that, but it, it looks like that just happened. So, um, yeah, so that's, uh, Exciting, but kind of crappy also. And why we have it in Kazakhstan to begin with, I don't know when they know there's been an issue with COVID and stuff like that. So anyway, I'm not going to harp on that. That's just the news. Um, and then, you know, people have been asking if, if we were sending a team to the NAPF meet in Orlando. The answer to that was no. Um, basically, the, you know, USA Powerlifting asked for guarantees from the IPF that if lifters are nominated, they'll be allowed to lift, et cetera, just because of, you know, the the feud going on, not feud ain't the right word. The disagreement, I guess, in terms of the, over the drug testing and things like that. Um, the IPF essentially never answered. Um, so we, the deadline came and gone for that. Um, so that was kind of the question with the world championships too. And I, th I think what happened, you know, the IPF still never, still never gave a guarantee, but I think we're just like, look, somebody's got to kind of take the first leap of faith here. So, you know, I think the U.S. just decided to go ahead and nominate for those those teams and in hopes that, you know, the lifters are actually accepted and allowed to lift. So we will see. Wow. So the NAPF is in Orlando, but yet yeah. we're not oh, sending a team correct. because the IPF won't tell us whether or not. Yeah. And the deadline to, to nominate lifters like was, I want to say, a week ago. And, you know, we were kind of, you know, I think the organization was waiting to, to nominate as soon as we got that, you know, guarantee that they'd be allowed to lift and it never came. So, you know, wow. that's unfortunate. It's, it seems weird to me that we're the host country for that. And yet we're not yeah. it taking is, that as a signal that we could lift, but yet we're willing to send athletes to another country without well, a guarantee. Well, so basically, yeah, we're really hoping for a guarantee for all of the meets, obviously. By then. And basically the IPF just didn't get back to us. So, you know, the, the only other option would be, you know, we said we're not going to nominate teams without a guarantee. Well, you know, do we not? The thing is, if we don't nominate teams to the worlds, then the IPF can say, well, you know, 
you guys could have sent a team you chose not to. So you're the ones that screwed the lifters, mm. you know, and I think with the world championship meets, those are such a high prestige meet that, you know, we're going to, we're going to mm. do our part and nominate the teams. And if the IPF wants to be, wants to be, you know, beep, beep, wants to be bad, <laughs> a bad word, then that's on them. Um, you know, but the only, yeah, but, Let me the, say only that. Thing, okay. <laughs> but the, the, the issue is like our lifters could still get screwed theoretically, like that we right. could nominate them, they could accept them and then just change their mind last minute or say, no, we're not accepting them or whatever after airfare and everything's been paid. So right. I, I just feel like if the IPF is willing to go to that length to be, to be, to undermine everything, then they, you know, they're just bad is my yeah. opinion. And you know, if they're, if they're going to, yeah, so whatever. Um, so that, so we're giving our lifters, you know, we're doing what we can do nominating lifters and hopefully that, you know, they are accepted and able to able to lift and compete. So, so that's, that's that. And you know, we also are not sending a team to the equip sub junior, junior and masters worlds because uh, it's in Romania and there's, you know, there's issues with that too, um, with that place. So, okay. uh, so that's, that's the latest update. Uh, that I've heard and hopefully, you know, the nominations for Kazakhstan lifters can actually get there. I, again, I don't, the way it looks now, I don't know that we actually can go, uh, but we will see how that works. Yeah. Yeah. In Kazakhstan, uh, you know, maybe it's just too sketch of a place to go to at this time too. Yeah. But people can make their own decisions about that. All right, so we have a new um, music theme for this week. We're going through the um, one hit wonders from the 80s and we're doing the top five. And this week being the first week, we're doing our, our top five, the number five choice for everyone. We had a lot of people um, submit choices for this. Um, yeah, we had, they, 10, we had 10 people. Uh, so we're, we're getting, so we're up a to, lot for us. we're theoretically up to 10 listeners at least, right? Theoretically. I mean, there might be more. Yeah. Well, and I, I think uh, there was some interesting tidbits that we found last week when we were, we actually looked to see, um, you know, how many listeners we might actually have more than two. Um, and we have like a big following in the UK. Yeah. We're, we're big in the UK. Yeah. So if anybody is listening from the UK, shoot us an email and tell us who you are and where you're at. We'd love to hear. Yeah. Very interesting. You know, there's also some, you know, people in some random countries, but that might just be bots. I don't know. Bots that love power ballots. Exactly. I mean, who doesn't? All right. So we're going to go through number five. Um, am I revealing mine first? Yep. We'll start with doing? you and we'll go every other. All one. right. And here's, here's, here's the side note we'll do. Uh, when you read yours, you're, so we're going every other one. You read yours. I'll give it a thumbs up or down. When I read mine, you give it a thumbs up or down and we'll just kind of see how we, how we fare there. All right. We'll go. All right, so my top five was a song from 1981, I want to say. Did I? Yep, 1981. This peaked at number 21 on the Billboard hits. So my selection had to do with, you know, it had to be on the Billboard. It had to um, be a song I'd want to listen to. And it had to be in the 80s because there was a couple songs I found that, and it had to be a one hit wonder, not not a band that had two hits. So um, mine was a, a hit in... 1981 it went to 21 and it's from april wine the song is just between you and me um it was an early music video back in the early days of mtv 
And I remember that song pretty fondly time. It's a ballad too, power ballads. So I had already, thumbs up, thumbs I, down. I had already decided I'm giving you thumbs down, no matter what song you put on there, just out of spite. However, however, I'm, so I'm going back, I'm going back on that. Um, because you didn't, you did yeah. I, I didn't find out what your your song was until just now. So uh, I'm actually going to give it a thumbs up because it's a power ballad. If it wasn't for that, it could have been any other song. Even if it was my number one song, I would have I would have maybe given you half thumb. But I, th I think it's a good choice. Um, I like it. I listen to it. It's a good song. Um, it's not a I would say a real popular song. Or I mean, just by general standards, I don't think. But I kind of like that. So I will well, give it. A yeah, I mean, it was a. It made it to the top twenty-five, so that yeah. still makes it in my book. Yeah. Um, so Josh, let's talk about your. So, so my number five, so my number five song is probably gonna when we have the the final list done and we do the little tournament at the end. This this was probably what's gonna lose it for me. Otherwise, I think I would win. Um, <laughs> so my number five is Sea Bank. One more shot. Um, it's from nineteen eighty-two and. I don't, so I'll be honest, I never actually looked up to see where it fared on the billboard charts or anything like that, if it fared on the billboard charts. No, I did. Um, so let me finish with this though. <laughs> okay. But the reason I picked it is because it's one of my favorite songs and it's one of my favorite lifting songs and it's from the eighties and they never had any other hits. So I, so my list, I was more concerned with not so much a lifting song even, but just a, a very good song. And I also went more with how I felt about the song versus if it was actually on the charts or not. So the only thing I did pay attention to is it couldn't be, they couldn't have another hit that was on the chart on the top, top hundred billboard or whatever. So <laughs> the fact they may have not had any, I don't know, but they can't have more than one. So that was, that's my, my number five. Um, and I, I, I'm afraid to hear what you have to say about it. <laughs> So I originally, when I looked at this, I'm like, one more shot, C-Bank, never, okay. But I mean, it's supposed to be one hit wonder. So I, I um, played it on YouTube and I'm like, oh, wait, I have heard this song. And it does sound like perfectly 80s. It's got, you know, that, that like synthetic clapping um, vibe. It's a little dancey. It's a little, I don't know. It's definitely 80 sounding. It's something very unique about the 80 sound. And so I had to look it up on the Billboard hits and on Billboard, Billboard was like, we've never heard of these people. Um, but there is a, um, a site that I did find a ranking on. Um, I think it's a, a site from the UK, perhaps. I can't really find it. Uh, Musicvf.com, whatever VF means, we're not really sure. But it was ranked on there. Uh, number 13 overall, number five for dance hits and number 87 for R&B. Not really sure how it's R&B, but... Well, maybe yeah. maybe that's maybe that's why we have a big following in the UK because a lot of our songs are like bigger hits over there maybe could be we don't know. know but so I'm going to give you a thumbs up yes all right because I know the song and um, I think it's quintessentially 80s and somebody else has heard of it <laughs> <laughs> there's my Great. there you go all right so we got. 10 listener submissions. Let's rapid fire these. Um, you'll go first and I'll give it thumbs up or down and then we'll move right on. All right. Chris Elmore's Red Rider, Lunatic Fringe. Two thumbs up easily. I, I knew you'd say that because it's on yeah, your list. That, that's a great. No, you're not supposed to tell anybody yet. They don't know the rest well, of the Well, it's list. not that list. It's your, your other power ballads list, the original. That's true. It was on that too. 
Um, all right, Gary Jacobs, haircut 100, love plus one. I don't know this song. So I can't really, you know, and there's so many 80s songs that um, if you don't know the name of it and then you listen to it, you're like, oh, oh, wait, I know that. So I'm going to, I'm going to um, defer to you. I'm going to give it two thumbs, thumbs down. Thumbs down. Um, I listened to it. It's, it's an okay song, but I, I, it wouldn't make my top list. Um, I don't think it was that, uh, that great of a song, honestly, overall, sorry, Gary. Um, but Hey, you know, that's why it's your list and other people may disagree with me and vote for you. So, uh, but we're asking me, I say, I say thumbs down. There you go. All right. Flock of Seagulls. I ran. Uh, from Chris Peterson. He's the one that submitted that one. I gave it two thumbs up. I mean, it is the Flock of Seagulls, and it's a great song. I think they had more than that hit, though. Mm, I know it might, did make some. We, we might have to but... fact check that then, but for now, mm, uh, for now, it gets thumbs up. If we find out they had another hit, then we have to take that thumbs up away. And in the big scheme of things, just so you guys know, the thumbs up don't mean don't mean shit. So it doesn't actually know. Yeah. All right. Uh, Wade Johnson submitted Kaja Gugu Too Shy. Too shy. I love that song. I mean, it, it was a hit. I'd give it a thumbs up. All right. You're next. Oh, I'm next. Oh, I'm so sorry. I can't even get myself straight. All right. Uh, Cindy Yeager submitted um, Dead or Alive is the band. You spin me round like a record, baby. Round, 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 round. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know two thumbs song. up. That's two thumbs up I mean, for me. It's, it's a classic. Yep. I would agree. Yep. Uh, ben Green, Alana Miles, Black Velvet. I love this song so much. Like the biggest two thumbs up ever. Yep. I, I, I agree. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yep. Your turn again. All right. So then we're down to um, Eric Cordero. Um, he had Modern English, I Melt With You. I'm going to give it one thumb up. Um, I think it's a great song. No, I'm giving it two thumbs up. It's two th- no <laughs> okay <laughs> all right moving on jim battenfield john wait missing you i give it a thumb up i love john wait and i love this song but i really remember john wait for another song um change so i'd actually i liked that song better um even though when i i did research this and um, this did hit number one for like 20 weeks so, and the song changed that I'm thinking of didn't make the top 50 um, or so the te- top 40 at least. So technically it's so technically he's right one. and I'm wrong, but um, I, I just think of John Wade as other songs. So gotcha. And I like change better. Okay. There you go. Uh, is it my turn? I'm yes. losing track of yeah. everything. It's All every right. other. Uh, Stacy Metcalf. I know it's too hard. <laughs> Stacy Metcalf had "Aha, Take on Me." Oh man, this is a tough one for me because I know it's a I know it's a popular song, but I just don't like the song, so I'm going to give it a thumbs down. I, I don't know what it is. Something I think the about- video is one of those. The video for that song made the song. Yeah. So it was just if you don't if you're not familiar with the video, go watch the video. Yeah, That's I've awesome. I've seen the video. I just I can't get past the song, I, I, and I don't know why. Everybody loves it. I, I don't know why. I just I don't know. It's just not my cup of tea, I guess. Uh, so our last number five from Amy Pancake also had Modern English. I melt with you, and I gave it. I think I gave it one thumb up. So now you get to pick on it. What yes. do you think? Well, and I I 
sorry, and I did say wrong to you. I think so. You know how I feel about it. I love that song and two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. These are really great finds. I really they are. There's there's some them. there's some good ones in there. Uh, so we're gonna do something different. Uh, each week, you and I are going to start making a playlist out of the submitted songs. Uh, we're going to create a driving list, a driving songs playlist and a lifting songs playlist, but we're going to do it draft style. So you get to pick first this week and you can pick driving song or lifting song and then pick from any of those that are submitted that cannot be your own. And then I have to pick the other category and pick a song. So Laura, you're up first. Do you want driving song or lifting song? Driving song for 100, Josh Roar. Okay. Like Jeopardy, sorry. And of, um, the, of those... Of those songs submitted, which one do you want? I would do Lunatic Fringe. Uh, nowadays, I drive a lot, especially um, out here in the country. When you get high beams on, you can't see anything. I could just see driving to this song, Lunatic Fringe, Red Rider. Okay. Uh, I agree. That was actually, if I had the choice, that was going to be my, that was going to be my, uh, well, you know what, though? That was going to be my lifting song, and I can't, oh, choo- I can't choose that one now because it's already off the board. So uh i'm gonna go dead or alive you spin me around as a lifting song because who doesn't lift heavy to that song josh roar does josh roar does well i mean no, I, don't, I don't know if heavy yeah, i was gonna say well i was gonna say i don't know if heavy actually fits anymore either but i lift to that song if you if you ever lift heavy is that what you're saying yeah exactly <laughs> All right. So we're building our playlist. So is the idea that we'll um, publish these playlists and people can um, listen to them while lifting or driving? Yeah, I think so. Um, so when we get when we get to week one where everybody reveals their number one, you know, same rules apply. But then we're going to you and I each are going to get a bonus edition for both categories. So if any song that was submitted over the entire list. Um, so we'll have over what is it, over 60 songs to choose from or exactly 60 songs, I think, to choose from. Uh, so we can add because some weeks there's going to be, especially when we get to like week two and one where everybody's submitting the really, really their top, their top numbers. I think we're going to have multiple songs that might fit these categories. So we get one bonus at the end. Mm, and, deal. and we might change the rules as we go because we can, but that's, that's what we're going to do for now. Um, so stay tuned for that. All right. All right. So we're going to move on to the powerlifting situation for the week. Here's the situation. The gym you train at has old rusty equipment. I've never trained at that gym before. (laughs) None of these meets competition specs. The owner says they're willing to buy $2,000 worth of powerlifting equipment. They ask you for input on what to purchase. What do you suggest, Joshua? Um, There's so many answers to this. Like, how bad is the equipment? Like, well, well, I think the safe bet is for me would be bars. Um, I think a good bar is worth a lot uh, for a power lifter, especially if, you know, the knurling's not very good on the, the bars in the gym, if it doesn't spin real well, um, if the rings are not in the correct spot, if there's mm-hmm. no center knurling, I think all of that stuff is a big deal. And, you know, I would I don't know that I would buy an Alico bar necessarily because, you know, you can get two Alico bars roughly for two grand. I'd probably, I'd probably go with like four or five rogue Ohio bars or Texas power bars. What about you? I agree. Yeah. Texas power bars can't be beat. 
the rogue bar awesome i'd also say a bench like a a um a bench that is regulation height there's been so many gyms i go into to train at and they have those like skinny ass benches or super high benches and like it just feels wrong benching with something like that yeah i'm gonna amend my answer now you're right i would do i would still do a bar i think you gotta have at least one good bar but you, you can probably get a pretty inexpensive bench that meets comp specs um you, know, you you can't buy an ER rack for two grand. You can buy a, you know, like a, a uh, um, Sam Hell barbell rack or something like that for 1500, which might be, you know, that's a combo squat bench rack. That might be actually, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a Sam Hell barbell rack combo rack with a rogue Ohio bar. That's going to be my, that's my answer. Mm, there you go. Final answer. That yeah, way you get answer. the bench. You get the and- bench. And you get the squat rack that can go in or out um, and it's competition specs and it's, you also get the bar. Mm-hmm. And safeties, safeties and safeties and safeties. Yep. Pretty nice. Good answer. Good answer. I, I think you could do a, you know, a couple bars. I don't know how much equipment is these th- anymore. I think the rack, I think the bars are like three fifty or something like that. Right. The Rogue Ohio bars. So you know, 1500 and 350 plus you probably, you know, it depends if you're getting the rack shipped or not. Um, yeah, that if you're getting it, heavy. if you're getting it shipped then that's your budget. So there you go. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have one in my garage. Love the bet. Love that. It's never going anywhere, but that's also like the thing too. Like just moving the, the um, bench sometimes is like, okay, <laughs> it's never yeah. going anywhere. It's, it's heavy, never, but, but also if you're, if you're, if you're putting it in the gym though, uh, you know, if you're, if you're buying it to run meats with it, then it's, uh, I'm not sure about that. Cause it's so heavy right. and, and hard to haul around, but if you're putting it in a gym, that's, that's the rack. Mm, I would go yes. With. Money well spent. Yep. For sure. And he's not even our sponsor. Yeah, that's true. There you go. M- maybe he should be now. I guess. Right? <laughs> I guess. Why would he be? <laughs> We're talking about it anyway. <laughs> free, free promo. Here you go. Yeah. All right. So we're going to move on to the new lifter tip. Our tip for this week is double check your flight assignment after weigh-ins, after weigh-ins close in. That's like a typo. Yeah, okay. so it is a typo. Take the word in off there. After weigh-ins, after weigh-ins close. close, check your flight assignment because flight assignments can change based on people changing weight classes and be reassigned to new flights. Even if you made weight, your flight can be affected by others being reassigned. Agree or disagree? Oh, I agree, Laura. <laughs> well, I would hope so because you wrote it. Yeah. Um, and I've had this happen. Like somebody didn't check their flight assignment um, and we had to move them because, you know, one flight ended up getting bigger and one got smaller. So we had to move people and, uh, you know, someone's warming up and they're like, hey, why am I, why is my name not being called? Oh, dude, sorry, we moved you to flight C, not flight B, because, you know, remember that announcement we made as lifting warm ups were starting about, you know, check your flight assignments. The problem is that um, sometimes, you know, busy meets, things going on and they don't, people don't hear announcements that you make. So yeah. make a habit checking. Yep. And that, you know, the idea with this one is that, you know, most times the flights and everything are posted ahead of time based on everybody's weight class and everything, you know, what they, what they registered at. But the problem is when people, this always irritates me too. When people know they're changing a weight class and don't tell you until meet day, like I get, if you miss weight and you move up a weight class or whatever on meet day, that's, that's is what it is. But when people have known for like six weeks that they're going to go up a weight class and they just don't tell the meet director, 
um, those are the ones that cause chaos because now we have like six, eight, 10 people changing weight classes, like during the weigh-ins and we have to start reassigning everybody as meat directors. Right. So you can only have 14 in a flight and full power meet. So if you get two people that move up into a flight that was already full of 13 or 14 people, and now there's more than 14 by rule, it has to be split. So some of those people that were assigned to flight B, there was no flight C. Well, now there, like you just said, there's a flight B and a flight C and some of those lifters get moved, even though some of those lifters themselves made weight. So it wasn't their fault. Um, you know, it just kind of messes, messes with the whole organization of the meet. So, uh, my suggestion, if you know, you're changing weight classes ahead of time, even like a day or two prior, please email the meet director and let them know, because it is a cluster trying to reorganize flights in the morning of. There you go. Tip within the tip. Tip within a tip slash do it. <laughs> Don't piss off your meat director. Yeah. Don't make more work for them on meat day. I'm already, I feel my hands like already tensing up. Like I'm just sitting here like getting angry. Like, oh, I hate when that happens. It's happened a few times, eh? Yeah. Yeah. A few. Um, But Um, back in the day when um, um, nationals wasn't like you had to declare your weight class and keep it there and you couldn't make changes. uh, I think, what's it, uh, two weeks before? You'd have yeah. to make changes by something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it used to be people at nationals could change and it would change the whole meet. Yeah. And that's why, you know, that's why that rule is put in because when you have a thousand lift of meat and, you know, let's say 5% of people change weight classes, like that just starts creating chaos. So yeah, now national meets, you have Did to. This happened to you in 2016. Um, so it didn't happen to me. It happened to, to Joe Warpea and Angela Simons. They were the technical secretaries. Um, and yes, it did happen to them. Um, but, uh, part of the, part of the positive of that was we did put in the rule, like when we did it, the primetime rule. So if you, if you changed weight classes in primetime, like, and it changed your session, then you basically lifted as a, I believe it was, you lifted as a guest lifter in your original primetime session. Um, so it just, uh, I think that's what it was. It was something like that anyway. But yes, the rule is nationals two weeks prior is the last time you can change weight class. Cool. Well, awesome. I, I think that does it for this week. So uh, any final closing thoughts? Um, really good music selection. I, yeah. I like it. I like where yeah. we're going. I'm super pumped with, yeah. And this is all number five. Like it, it theoretically should be getting better as we go. I'm, I'm pretty pumped. So it will be uh, for sure. Yes, it will. All right. Some, well, uh, big music hits coming up. For sure. So definitely, uh, if you guys have any comments, suggestions, comments, or suggestions, comments, shoot, shoot, shoot <laughs> or us in. if you have your own list that you want to submit, it's not too late. Yep. Send it to us, uh, PL Ballads Podcast on Instagram, or shoot us an email at plballadspodcast at gmail.com. We'll see you guys next week. Later. Bye now. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, please remember to subscribe and share it with your friends.